So good morning. Here we are day two with Jay Allen. I'm going to tell you about him in a minute. Uh, it is Rebuilding Business, this series of interviews with outstanding entrepreneurs and experienced leaders who have reputations as trailblazers in their fields. Our intention is to share with you that experience over five bite-sized 10 to 15 minute interviews, one each day of the working week. We hope that in this age of post-COVID, we're going to help you to consider how can I rebuild my business or improve its sustainability, increase your creativity and innovation to beat your competition, or with a little bit of luck, I think you're going to be picking up some huge nuggets of the, your leadership journey as we speak to Jay. Let me just tell you a little bit about him. Jay is our two times global entrepreneur, uh, big impact to business award winning scale mentor. He's listed in the UK on the Clear Business Thinking Power 100. He served as a rapid deployment soldier with the British Army and subsequently has worked at the highest level with two national supermarkets, helping to generate nearly £500 million before branching out into this current role. Uh, Jay has set up four businesses, uh, Scale 2 and Exited 2, before founding the Add a Zero Business Challenge. Jay, hello and it's great to have you. Good morning, Lily. Thank you. I'm quite excited, particularly today, because you like to say some fairly contentious things in your presentations, don't you? Um, oh, and there's, there's no point beating around the bush. No, there's. I think you know. I I think if you want just a little bit more of the same, there's no point in booking Jay. If you really want to look at your thinking, smash it up, tear it up, rip it up, throw it in the bin, and start again, this is where we are. So I'm going to start with your contentious statement, which is, 80% of business owners are wrong about everything what does that mean well it, it just got me to wonder a while ago uh, probably 10 years ago now as to why it was that so many business owners seems to be at networking events putting on this this rose-colored spectacles of everything's fine and i'm rosy and i'm I've, I've got a little bit of capacity whereas in actual fact you know full well that behind the doors they're working every hour god sends um, p f fearful that there's too much month left at the end of the money and that things aren't going quite as well as the plan that they first had when they set up in business and it just made me realize that there's, there's a lot to be said for this this face of business that isn't actually telling the real truth um, and one of the biggest problems with that is the fact that we seems to be a little bit lost no one at school told us how to be able to set up grow scale and exit a successful business they they pretty much told us how to be able to take out a bank account and a checkbook. Um, and when it came to setting up and running or growing a business, we often almost re rely on monopoly when we were a kid or, 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 or that type of understanding of business. No, no one taught us how to be able to do it well. We, we seem to be winging it. And as a result, we tend to look around our competitors or, or our local environment and say, oh, I notice that they've got a website. Perhaps we ought to have a new website. They've gone into podcasting. We're going to have to do a podcast. We seem to be following each other around this this pit, hoping that one of the is the the magic elixir that that leads to scale. And the simple fact is that the majority of people are following each other around this dead end, as opposed to understanding that in order to be able to grow, one we have to look at our international competitors. We have to look at businesses that are already scaled. You know, the Jeff Bezos of this world that this weekend was announced as having been the first man in history to have netted a, a, a net worth of $200 billion. 
we need to look into Jeff Bezos to find out as to, well, what's he doing and, and how can I learn a little bit of a lesson from that and take, you know, 0.001% of his, of his industries to become my own. Stop looking at the local competition and start looking back at who's already doing it to find out as to how they are different. I think, I think that's definitely um, one of one of my challenges to a, a lot of my clients is actually, never mind what are we doing that's really good, how do we make exceptional as standard? How do we take it to that kind of level is absolutely crucial for me. Uh, and like you say, there is a lot of facade, isn't it? You go to conferences, we both speak at conferences and, and events. And you, you see people doing the, oh yes, we're doing, we're doing really well. It's, it's, it's a lot of sort of gentrification over the reality of what's happening behind. Just a short story. I was at a conference that I was speaking at in November last year. And before I got up to speak, so I was the last speaker, and there were about 450 people at the conference. Five people came and pressed their card into my hand and they didn't even tell me what their name was. They just said, just in case I don't get time later. Obviously, you know, thinking I was a conference delegate and that's absolutely fine. But it's just going, what am I supposed to do with that? If that's your form of marketing or how you're going to present your business to me is just to go, I'm not, I'm not interested in who you are, what you're here for. Here's my business card. It, it did make me laugh. And it's ironic but, because the majority of people who do that will measure the success of their marketing on how many business cards they passed out as opposed yeah. to how many valuable conversations or relationships they started to build. And that's, that's the foundation though, isn't it? How, and I'm really interested for you, you say 80% of business, uh, business owners are wrong about everything. Can you, can you just take that a little, a little bit larger, what, you know, the clothes they wear, the approaches they make, just, t just tell me a little bit more detail underneath the surface of that. Because I know that it, it is a challenge and we are sometimes following mediocre or people are following mediocre rather than the best. Yeah, what else are they doing wrong if they're wrong about everything? Well, first of all, let's quantify where the statement comes from, because, yes, it's quite controversial. But to the same extent, it's not just something that a statistic that's been made up. It's it's from studying um, more than 300,000 small business owners across the UK and being able to categorise them into one of five segments. In any sector, in any industry right now, one percent are nailing it they're absolutely smashing all the records they are industry leaders they're the ones that we're all looking to and thinking oh if only i you know i'm i'm old enough to recall that in my business lifetime in my, in my actual lifetime in my business lifetime there are two guys called steve that set up a little workshop in one of their parents garage to be able to build a computer um, who went on in my lifetime to become the richest electronic store in the world um, so there are 1% of businesses that are doing exceptionally well and breaking all the records. There's a further 4% that are doing really, really well and well on the way to trying to join that 1% exclusivity club, but probably haven't quite got the automation or the systems or the processes to be able to continually support that. There's still some manual work that needs to be done. And as a result of that, there's, there's some cogs or clogs in the cogs that aren't allowing it to be able to grow as quickly or as effectively as it possibly could. And there's 15% of businesses that are doing more traditional style growth patterns of grow and then average and peter out a little bit and then grow a little bit more. I, I often call it shortwave radio growth because you get peaks and troughs um, throughout either the season or the year or how things go on. But 60% of business owners admit that 
they're struggling and it's not quite the way that they anticipated running and growing a business. 60% of small business owners admit that sometimes there's too much month left at the end of the money. And you've only got to go to company's house and realise that 20% of businesses that are registered are closed and fail every year. So unless you want to be in that average bracket of 60 or the the 20% that fail, 80% are clearly getting something wrong because it's not working the way that they first anticipated. And that's where they get facts from. Okay, now now I'm with you. Now this is a critical thing because if we think about the Steve and Steve, you know, that top 1%, this isn't the stuff that actually you learn at a business school or is it? No, it's it's interesting. I mean, one of the things that I'm kind I'm fortunate to do uh, is I've been invited several times now to be a guest lecturer um, for the MBA uh, program for entrepreneurship at several universities, including where I first started off doing that at UCLan in Preston. Um, and I always find it quite fascinating that I'm invited to come back and, and deliver a day um, paid for by the university, where my opening gambit is always okay. So you've got as far as here and you're in your second or third year on the MBA programme, and now I want you to completely forget everything that you've been taught because it's the theory that's going to allow you to create so many hurdles that you're going to struggle to overcome in real business. I'm here to be able to unpick some of that and tell you what's important and what's not. So, so they, they pay you to come and tell their students that actually everything they've learned isn't necessarily going to be helpful? I think it's I think the, the university quantified by saying it's an alternative viewpoint from somebody that's in the field. Okay. Um, but the simple fact is that, you know, I, I would challenge anyone um, who's learning about entrepreneurship to establish this. It's almost the Jim Rowan quote. You know, you have to um, accept that you become the sum of the five people that you're surrounded and influenced by the most. Well, if you're being influenced by lecturers and trainers and teachers of people that have never actually run and grown and scaled and successfully exited a business, then the chances are they're only relying on the theory of yes. how that's possible. It becomes academic, doesn't it? It becomes very a- a- academic. Uh, so can this entrepreneurial spirit, do you think, can it be taught or is it just that creative nugget, that um, 5% genius that we hope is in in most of us if not every one of us well to answer that question i need to go back and just quantify entrepreneurship because i have a real real concern that over the last three four probably five years as a max that the phrase entrepreneur has almost become a fashion statement that people almost aspire to regardless of what that actually means Whereas in actual fact, it's very much okay. It's more than acceptable to be a phenomenally successful business owner without even contemplating what entrepreneurship actually is or ought to be. And there's room at the very, very top for both very successful business owners um, and highly successful entrepreneurs. So I don't want people to feel that unless you become an entrepreneur, that there isn't any hope or future for the future. The next things to be able to offer is we ran a survey on LinkedIn um, in a group that I'm in that I am partly a, an administrator for that's got about 68, nearly 70,000 small business owners from across the UK, predominantly from across the UK. And we posed a poll question in June 2020 that simply said, do you consider yourself to be a business owner or an entrepreneur? And interestingly enough, only 43% of those that replied 
wanted to be uh, considered or, or consider themselves to be an entrepreneur and more than 50 percent were, were saying in actual fact i'm very comfortable to refer to myself as a business owner um i've, I've i'm now in my fourth iteration of business and certainly for the first two businesses even though i grew and scaled them quite successfully um, exiting um certainly exiting the second one seven times larger than when I first purchased it um I'd still that was a lot of pies that was a lot of pies um but but I still considered myself then and now that in that phase of business I was still very much a business owner and it's probably my third iteration before I started to merge into this or, or dab my toe into this field of entrepreneurship that said do you know what I don't need to be physically doing it to be able to understand how it needs to be done. And so is, is, the, is the differentiator, is that differentiator between business person and entrepreneur, is it about the creativity, the originality, the innovation, or is it the scalability? I, 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 for, me it's, for me, it's a combination of both. One, it's being able to find out where the missing link is that takes it from a normal standard traditional competitive business and turns it into something that has the capacity to scale and then not falling into the trap of making the whole bigger business surround you that you've become a linchpin to it and therefore the moment you leave the whole thing then collapses brilliant i think that's a really good challenge to people that are watching today and i'm going to leave on that note of bridge consider are you an entrepreneur or are you a business person tomorrow we're going to talk about the three flaws of business and that is not height of flaws but f-l-a-w-s um jay brilliant to see you as always and i look forward to seeing you in the morning take care thank you lily